Um, so what, um, obviously, the I, I can't wait to read this book. Um, so what I want to do, obviously not wanting you to give away too much, but just enough to whet the appetite of um, our listeners. I'll, I'll tell you what I do. I'll tell you about the spiritual experience that I had. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in my early 20s, and at that time I used to work for the rag trade, which is the buying and selling of clothes. And I worked in East London in this uh, backstreet warehouse. And I, my job was to match the colour of thread because we were a thread company to the swatches of material that um, the customers would bring in. And uh, I was really good at the job because at the time, I didn't realise that I had 100% colour vision until they sent me off to, you know, one of their uh, the, uh, companies. And 100% colour vision is basically the ability to detect the minutest uh, change in colour. Oh, wow. So to the, yeah, so to the normal eye, it, it would just look like, oh, that's green. Mm-hmm. But what they actually did is they put me in one of their um, laboratories and they gave me these colour cards. And I remember looking through the colour cards and they said to me, what do you see? And I said, oh, I can see a bird. Or oh, what can you see in this one? I can see a cat. What can you see in this one? It would be a different animal or something and then the lady said to me um at the time she said do you realize that you've got 100 percent color vision and i said what is that and she says um there's only about four of them in the country um you, you know you have you have this ability and you can always go on to become a professional colorist or work in a fashion house or something like that um but at that, those, you know, those days, um, my, my parents didn't really encourage me and stuff like that. It's not like how we're kind of like proactive, I suppose, in a sense, these days where we kind of know through personal development, you look at a child's attributes and yes. you push them in that direction. And it was then you are going to become a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> <One of those. laughs> yes, those two, yeah. Yes, yeah. So because I had that skill set, I actually really enjoyed my job. I really enjoyed what I was doing because... Um, when you have a skill or a talent and it's employed, um, you know, in a way that you enjoy that thrill. So anyway, so I'm I'm at the desk one day and I'm taking these orders. And as you do, you know that sometimes there's a lull at work and I had the uh, pen, a a post, a bigger desk pad on my desk. And I went off into La La Land and uh, kind of like just zoned out. And I remember the phone ringing and I must have been daydreaming. And as I reached for the phone, I noticed that I'd written on the notice pad um, the words to know the difference between right and wrong. And I looked at the words and I was like, why? Why have I written these words? This was actually my first recollection of actually uh, of actually remembering the uh, physical incident when it happened but I knew that I'd actually written it before so I'm looking at these words to know the difference between right and wrong and I'm really puzzled I keep thinking like why do I keep writing these words and um and so in mind those words would follow me so even when I left that job and I went on to um another job which is which I kind of mentioned to you before I used to work with 120 men and I was yes. the only what I, yes, so what happened is um, at that time, um, because of my my past, I had ent- entered into counselling and then from counselling, I've gone down this personal development route, whereas anything to do with personal development, I was into. 
So on this particular day at work, I wanted to um, attend a seminar. And I remember um, on that day, the same thing had happened again. I was kind of like waiting for, you know, the clock so that I could quickly go to this seminar. And I must have, again, dozed out and I'd written the words. But it seemed to be happening more frequently this time mm -hmm. to know the difference between right and wrong. Anyway, so I got off um, at Victoria Station after jumping on the train and I arrived at this hotel. Um, and when I got into the hotel and I kind of I got the stairs into the room and there was about, say, maybe about 50 women and men sat on the floor, on the, on the carpet in the hotel room and the, the host um, was sitting on the stage. His name is Andy Harrington. Oh, yes. Uh, Yes, you've heard of him, yeah. So he was speaking in this really kind of like soft, melodic voice. Mm -hmm. And as I sat there, I was like, listen, time is money. You need to hurry up and start this seminar. <laughs> but I just wanted to, you know, get into the meat of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realised that what he was actually doing, he was calming us down. We're um, coming from our respective environments. And you all wanted, we wanted us on the same kind of, you know, the same kind of energy level. Yeah, same realm. Yeah, so I kind of realised my heartbeat kind of calmed down um, from jumping off the train. And I thought, oh, this is really good. So anyway, so it was a two or three day seminar. I can't quite remember, but I know I went in the next day and I had a question. Everybody had had uh, left, the, left the room. I remember it's the questions that actually drive us, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So I went to the front of the room. So if you imagine this room is set up seminar style, you've got chairs to the left, chairs to the right, aisle down the middle. And he was speaking to a woman. So I sat down on the right hand side at the front and I thought I'll, I'll just wait till he's finished. Now, Imani, while I was sat there, the most incredulous thing happened. All of a sudden, I heard the words as clear and as crystal as my voice is to you right now. I heard the words, there is no difference. And every time I do that, I literally get goose pimples every time I relay this story. There was no one around me. There was just um, Andy in the corner. And the voice came like it was inside of me. And yet it was outside. It spoke with an authority. And it said, there is no difference. And I began to cry immediately. Um, but the, 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 the tears were of this joy. And because I knew it was the answer to the words that had been written all those years. Wow. The, the difference between right and wrong. And here was the answer saying that there is no difference between right and wrong. And so, Imani, when that happened, the other part of my brain kicked in and said, what do you mean there's no difference between right and wrong? Everyone knows there is a difference between right and wrong. And uh, I just couldn't explain it, Imani, but I just knew it was a profound truth. But I couldn't articulate it to anybody at that time because I didn't know. And so what happened is that I then, that then became my filter through how I interacted with people um, that there's no difference between right and wrong. Even though I didn't understand it, it had sown this seed inside of me. And I remember the first time I got an understanding of it is one day I was, two things had actually happened. One day I was in my living room 
and I was watching a scene on, on the screen of the TV and this woman was walking along. And as she walked along, you know, she had a handbag over her shoulder, you know, just, just walking along, minding her own business. This guy just came out of nowhere and just literally just gave her one almighty push. She fell to the floor hard. The contents of her bag scattered everywhere. And I got up like really indignant thinking, see, this is the problem with the world. A woman can't walk the road in peace. And as I was having this internal rhetoric, the, the camera panned out to reveal that she was actually walking along a pavement, along a, a building that had scaffolding and bricks precariously positioned were about to fall. So this guy was actually, his intention was to actually save her life, you see. And as that happened, again, I heard the words, whereas you have um, a perspective, I have vision, you see. <laughs> so I was like, okay, hmm, interesting. Another time I was in my bedroom, in my daughter's bedroom, and outside, and this is when I really got it, outside of... Um, the bedroom there's a tree and below the tree there is a bench and spirit said to me because by this time i developed a relationship and i recognized the spirit's voice and as i sat on that bench spirit said to me if you were sat on that bench looking up at that tree you would be adamant that that tree is above you and i said well yes of course and then spirit said but if you were in the airplane looking down you would be adamant that that tree is below you and I said, yeah. And so my spirit said, well, which version of you is right? And which version is wrong? And I replied, well, we're both right and we're both wrong at the same time. And spirit said, exactly. The only difference is, is your point of view, your perspective. Exactly. So then I began to understand um, what, what, what spirit meant. So... When I actually wrote, she's got that vibe. And as I said, I was actually, I actually began to understand. And so what I found is that when I spoke to people, I was finding that I was basically suspending judgment because in my mind it was like, well, there's no difference between right and wrong. So when I'm listening to you, I'm not actually going to judge what you're saying to me. I'm going to be open to what you're saying to me. And I found that people then found it really easy to talk to me. And when I would ask them why, they say, oh, gosh, how come I've just given, spoke so much about myself to you? And then they would say to me, it's because they felt as if I wasn't judging them. So they just felt open to speak to me. Mm -hmm. So that's part of why I actually got into coaching. So I remember sitting on my bed one once and I said, um, Spirit, look, um, there are so many coaches out there that are you know into dating and they're teaching about relationships you know like why, why am i different and my spirit said to me um i told you that there is no difference between right and wrong and i was like what are you trying to say to me like i don't understand and i sat there for a little while and then it dropped in my spirit there is no difference between mr right and mr wrong there's only your perspective you see and so I was like, okay, so Spirit said, you're to, whereas other coaches are saying that you have to go and find your Mr. Right, I'm saying to you to go and tell them that there is no such thing as Mr. Right, only your perfect match. Because you can never attract more than how you actually feel about yourself. 
So it's always about your perspective. You see, it's all, it's all you. Uh, and no, yeah, carry that, on. That, does that make sense? In my yes. Uh, I mean, I was just, I was, I was, as you said that. I mean, as you were saying, saying telling the story of the gentleman, uh-huh. and the whole thing. I, you know, I kind of felt, yes, I, I'm, I'm getting her. I'm getting this. I'm getting this. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but please carry on. I don't want to intervene. At no, all. no, no, no. So, yeah, um, yeah, so my my whole teaching uh, based on that is, um, you know, when I when I do the coaching, is letting women know that they are the combinator of all of their relationships, and that you can't attract more than how you feel about yourself. It's it, it's your perspective that determines what you attract. So you've heard of the expression, uh, one man's food is another man's poison. Mm. So what you deem as Mr. Wrong could be another person's Mr. Right based on your perspective because your perspective of that person is what determines how you judge them and therefore how you judge them determines what you see in that person. So if you change your perspective, then you will see that person in a different way so it, it, it's all you it's about how you see things it's about your viewpoint you know and um a lot of women have um you know and i'm not just saying this everyone this is this is not just women obviously but within the context of dating relationships a lot of women have um perspectives that limit them or stop them from seeing their mr right um show up in their life so hence the reason why um, I, I wrote the book. She's got that vibe um, at, at, at that time. And now I've actually wrote the book Perspective. But Perspective, it relates to all areas of your life. Um, you know, and it looks at how, uh, you know, like if you have a limiting perspective, how it can actually hold you back in life because we tend to buy into other people's opinions or other people's perspectives. Um, and that can actually limit us because and it can stop us from actually seeing who we are, you know, because when you think about it, when we're born, we're born into a culture, you know, and we're born into an environment that we then take on as our own. You know, we're programmed by what we see on TV, by what our parents tell us, by what our teachers tell us, you know, by what, you know, by, you know, influencers. And that is who we think we are. So all of that goes into our glass of our mind, if you want to put it that way. And a lot of people don't realise that that is not who they are. That is the programming of who you are. And so if you let go of that perception that you have of yourself because perception and perspective are actually interlinked. Your perspective is the ability to see through your five senses, you see. But your perception is based on your, is based on the programming that you've taken taken on board. So your perception influences, or should I say your perspective influences your perspective uh, your perception even though i may use the words you know intertwined yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah understand where i'm coming from 
So um, when you release yourself from the programming of others or the, the perspective of others, it then frees you up to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you've not bought into other people's opinion. So when I wrote my book, one of the first um, chapters that I wrote was called, um, it was called The Reasoning Exercise. Because I realized that what we do is we, we, we're judging. We're judging all the time. And when I got that message that there's no difference between right and wrong, what it allowed me to do was to actually relinquish judgment, you see. So some of the things that I realized is that I felt as if, um, as if I wasn't being judged as wrong uh, by God. I felt equal to another person because it leveled the playing field. I felt, well, if there's no difference between right and wrong, that means that there's actually no one that is actually better than me. We're all equal in the sight of God. Um, I felt I felt, I lost the need to compare myself to anybody, you see, because I thought we're on the same level playing field. It caused me to be feel really satisfied and whole in my uniqueness because we're all unique. We're different. But we're all unique. Um, and I felt this liberation just to be free, just to be me. And in turn, it's like when you, you when you receive when you uh, receive that freedom, you're able to give that gift of freedom to somebody else. Because you can't give what you what you don't have. So, so if I gave you an orange, I'm giving you an orange because I have it. Um, but if I don't have freedom, if I don't have love, I can't pass that on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know. So this uh, book is really about um, freeing people's minds and really allowing them to find who they are. Um, when I realised that I was a a product of programming for me it made me then think well who am i and that's a really good starting point to ask well yeah. who am I? and because I'm, I'm i'm a christian i went to the word of god to find out who i am who does god say that i am um and in the in, in the scripture you know it says that i was wonderfully made it says that i'm a masterpiece um you know, when God created me, that he, he said that I am good. And one of the other key messages that really came out of the book is that because you only ever see a part of the entire picture with your five senses, um, that means that there's a whole lot of possibilities out there that you're not aware of. And so it opens your mind to to the possibilities. So, Imani, if I said to you to look at the palm of your hand, you can't look at the palm of your hand and the back of your palm at the same time. But it doesn't mean that the back of your back of your hand doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You see. Mm-hmm. So when you you relinquish perspective and you open your mind to realize that there are a whole lot of other possibilities that you can tap into. Um, it makes you realize that you're actually, um, like the word says, that you're an unlimited being, you know? And so in the book, I describe that, um, you know, you're a spiritual being, 
you have a body and you have a mind um, that you you can hear because you first heard spiritually. You know, in God's word, it says that we were created, that God knew us, that he, we were created even before, or that he knew us even before we entered into our mother's womb. So, because God has vision, you know, the uh, example I gave with watching the TV and the camera zooming out, mm. what God was actually saying to me is, I have complete vision. I can see everything, past, present, and future you will only ever see a perspective. You were never designed to see the whole picture. And because you were never designed to see the whole picture, that means you can't lean on your own understanding. So you have to lean on the understanding of who created you because he knows the reason why you were made. He knows knows the purpose for which you you were made. You know, so... um, it's, it's not dissimilar from somebody who's created a car. And imagine you, you as the creator, you know, okay, this is where the battery goes. This is where, you know, the water goes. This, these are where the wheels go. Uh, this is the function of the car. I've attached the meaning to the car. Whoever created the car knew the meaning by, you know, for which the car was created. So imagine the car has now turned around, it's got a mouth, and it turns around and says to the creator, well, you don't know why I was made. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you where my battery goes. I'm gonna tell wow. you where goes. I'm gonna tell you where my wheels go. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. So I believe that when God created us, He created us in such a way that we were not meant to lean on our own understanding of who we are. Mm-hmm. We're meant to be onto His understanding because He is the one who's attached meaning to us. And I just feel that life flows so much more effortlessly when you understand that and when you take time to plug into that higher force, that higher energy and ask uh, for direction. So I've been speaking for a little while, haven't I, Imani? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I have been listening and scribbling away and, oh my God, you you, you know, so so profound um, what you've just said there. Um, Very, very powerful and um you know as you said you know this applies to all areas of of our lives and so you know with what you're saying it just shows that as unlimited beings um if we don't like what we're experiencing say in you know it could be in our relationships it could be in our work it could be um you know everything as you said um we Mm -hmm. can look at it and know that when we tap into the truth um that is there is, you know, a different, I love the, the hand analogy because it's true. You can't see both at the same time, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So it means that if you're not happy with where you are in a particular area of life, you know, there is a, a, a bigger, you know, there is there is more opportunities, more options. And it's like when we're open to that, then we can mm-hmm. change, say, if it's our work or if it's a relationship um, yes. with you know romantic or otherwise you know it could be family it could be friends and mm-hmm. um what you're saying if i you know just wanting to make sure i'm on the same page what you're saying is if you don't like what's going on in your life you can actually by changing the way you see it when you change the way you look at things the things you look at 
change. Exactly. As Ray Dyer said, absolutely. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, we're walking around with, um, with, with what I call illusions <laughs> because they're not real. You know, we've got perspectives that aren't even true. And so let, let me give you an example of that. So I, I had, um, I'll, I'll tell you a story actually. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> one of the things that I mentioned in the book is I talk about um, um, I am's. But this, 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 this particular uh, night, just before, um, you know, this story that I'm going to tell you, I had, um, I believe in the power of the I am. And I had been saying, I am a money magnet. And I've been saying it over and over and over and over again. And I went to bed to put that on my subconscious mind. And so when I woke up in the morning, I, it was my intention to go to the gym. But I found myself strangely decluttering. Wow. I went into the kitchen and I started like moving things around, putting it in the cupboard. And systematically, you know, I, I was checking some handbags that I had. And uh, I always keep handbags near, like, near the radiator. Now... On this particular day, I went to the back of my kitchen door and there was a bag and I went to look into the bag to move, you know, a little paraphernalia. And then there was this wad of notes in there. Wad of notes. A wad of notes. <laughs> wow. As I, and as I went to touch it, I sank into my chair because I realized what had happened. You see, a year ago... I had lent some money to somebody, and they had given it, and they had given it back to me. And I was due to I was due to travel, so I thought I'm not going to put the money in the bank because I'll just use that as, as spending money. But it was seven hundred and sixty pounds, and I put it in a bag, and I put this bag near the radiator in my kitchen. And when I went to go and look for it, I couldn't find it in money. Like I literally looked at all my bags, and I was like, I know that I put this money here. Where is it? And I asked my daughter, I said, have you seen um, this bag? She's like, no, mum, I haven't seen anything. Now, at that time, um, I contacted my friend and said, would you believe that I can't find that money um, that you you returned? And the response was, oh, maybe your lodger took it because I had a lodger at that time. Now, I, now I have always had this belief that I only attracted good to me. But what happened is... That person had sunk, put a seed in my mind that shared their perspective with me. And I had bought into it without really realizing it. But because of the, the, the teaching that I had between, you know, over no difference between right and wrong, mm. I had suspended, even though this person had said that to me, I had kind of suspended that judgment. And I thought, no, I don't want to take on this belief because... What if it's not true? What if it isn't true? And so I don't know if... And, and it was at that moment when I found the money, I thought to myself, gosh, I had actually bought into that person's perspective to a certain extent because I had stopped looking for the money. And the reason I had stopped looking was I thought, ooh, maybe, 
You see, sometimes it just takes somebody to put a little seed in your mouth. But because I had that that framing of, mm, there's no difference between right, right and wrong, it allowed me to suspend the judgment. And so here I was, I found the money, and I remember just slumping into the chair thinking, oh my gosh, what if I hadn't had that teaching within me? I could have just become totally cold towards the lodger because logic would have said logic as it appears would have thought well there's only myself and you that lives here so it must have been you because i've looked everywhere see and at that point what I, what i would have actually done is i would have bought into an illusion because it wasn't real it wasn't true you see and that's what perspectives are a lot of them are they are untruths because perspectives are only part of the picture. You can't see the whole thing. Only God ever sees the whole thing. That's right. And um, and so that's how it's kind of it's kind of served me. Um, it allows people to just suspend judgment. It increases their emotional um, intelligence to just say, mm. you know what, let's just, let's just wait a minute here and see what's really going on. So it's it, it, it's such a um, an effective message all round. Yeah, that's so powerful. And uh, you know, we can all think of situations where you know something's happened. You know, something similar to that, or you know, different, where mm-hmm. you, you're you, you know you're worried, concerned about something, and you buy into a narrative and you stay yeah. locked into that. Uh, mm-hmm. And later on, you find it's. Te- and, and it just about you you just feel baffled don't you your brain is like mm, you know it's completely fried it's like how could i yeah. you know and as you said earlier on it's like your perspective is so aligned with your beliefs and and, and what you value and this is why it's so important to keep checking yourself and you know because you, you're never really done are you you're always having to kind of um re rewrite or, or evolve you know there's all there's so many as you said there's so many perspectives there's so many there's so much room to evolve yes. and um i love that mm. you said you know even though there was that person's thought that you'd kind of opened yourself to thank mm. god you had that teaching that allowed yep. you not to act on your emotions but yeah to, yeah to, to hold back because how, how many people do you know that would have probably reacted to that. Yes. And said, you have taken this. It, it, you're the only other person that lives here. You know, it has to be you. And that, can you imagine? And it, and it, yeah, and it brings about so much conflict and 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 war. Wars are created because <laughs> people are there's this clash of perspectives. You know, <laughs> um, so it really um, allows you that that teaching of no difference between right and wrong really was about serving me to and helping me to really relinquish judgment you know and opening me up to a world of possibilities so when something happens i'm not necessarily judging it as oh that's bad because i've I've still got you know the word inside of me that says that all things work together for good for those that love god Mm, yeah like you know what is what is in this what is in this situation right now that something that i'm not seeing just the fact that you ask yourself what is it that i'm not seeing 
Whereas if you're just dependent on your on your five senses and your own and your own perspective, it can completely take you um, astray and cause a lot of conflict in relationships. I love that. You know, what is it that I'm not seeing? And um, it just reminds me of you know, like you know, when you're when you're young and your 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 parent might be saying something like, "Go and look for um, something," you know. Go, you know, go and get this thing for me. And you're watching something, or you're in the middle of something, and yeah. you can't see the thing. And then yeah. your, your parent, your mum, or your dad come. You know, look here it is. It was right in front of you, but because yeah. your mind was like, first of all, you didn't want to go. You didn't want to stop doing what you were doing, and mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you couldn't see it. And yeah. um, would you say that that is the big thing? And certainly as a coach, um, you, would you say that that's one of the big things um, that you find people's blind spots, that they're talking about a problem and you mm-hmm. can see it and they can't. And, you, you know, I, I would say with coaching, it's it's kind of your job to really remove the things and not really tell them what the, yeah. the issue is. It's funny that you, you, you gave um, that as an example because there's actually... Um, a chapter in my book called Release the Images. Uh-huh. And I talk about um, the salt where, you know, I, I, go to, I go to the cupboard to look for the salt. Mm-hmm. But I, know, I know that the salt is in there. Can't see but it. I, I just can't see it. And so what happens then is I walk away completely doing something completely different go to the cupboard and then all of a sudden there it is in front of me. So what happened at that moment in time is that I became unattached to the image that I had in my mind. You see, you see, whenever you're actually looking at something in mind, you're actually looking at your past. You're actually looking at your past. Because the image on your mind is based on you seeing it before. Mm. What this particular case is in the cupboard, I had picked up a a salt that was of a different brand. I was looking in the cupboard and I was looking for the image that was a match to what I saw in my mind. You see, Mm -hmm. and that's why I couldn't see it because it was a, it was a, it was a mismatch, Mm. you know, and, and how, and, and how often do we do that in um, in relationships or, or in the dating experience? We're looking for somebody um, who we think is our ideal match and then the right person is there the whole time, but you can't see them because you've got this idea in your mind that my ideal person looks like this. Mm. And so that's why in my coaching, in the, you know, I've got the formula vision, intention, belief, and expectation vibe, the intention part, I always say that you don't look at the person. You have to identify how you want to feel in a relationship because your feelings are a language. Yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your height, your color, your creed, wherever. if you're living under a rock, everyone has feelings and your feelings are emotion it's energy in motion it's a vibration and that is how you communicate with god's universe mm. listen 
he, he feels that vibration and he says, your wish is my command. I'm going to compliment you with a circumstance or an experience that matches that feeling that you're sending out right now. So um, it's it's really important to, um, to tap in and focus on what you want as opposed to what you do not want when it comes to um, attracting your ideal partner or actually in any experience in, in life. Um, I would say don't complain about anything. You know, give thanks for everything that you have. So another chapter in my book is called, um, you know, God is source and everything else is, is resource. Mm-hmm. Come down from the sky, he resources himself through others. And, you know, um, so for example, a woman might... Let, let me use this analogy so you know you, perhaps you, you know you're expecting mail uh, and the postman comes to your door and you're expecting a particular piece of mail you're not gonna come you're not gonna say to the to the postman like thank you're gonna say thank you for the mail but you're not gonna complain and say oh where, where's this letter that you're supposed to bring etc etc because maybe he's not been assigned to bring that piece of mail to you He's assigned to bring the letters that he has in hand to you. And you're complaining about something that he hasn't been assigned to do. So using that as an analogy for like when a guy comes into your life, you know, a lot of women, they don't appreciate that person for what they're bringing in their life. They complain about what he doesn't have but they don't realize that God has actually resourced himself through that person. And what that person isn't bringing, when you complain about something that somebody doesn't have, now you're again, you're brought into an illusion. Mm-hmm. So the person doesn't have it. <laughs> it's like complaining about someone, can you give me some orange? And the person doesn't have orange in their, mind, their hand, you see, because God didn't assign them to bring the oranges, oranges to you. He's assigned somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's give God thanks for everything that you receive. And when you when you're grateful for something, God's universe says your wish is my command. I'm going to give you more reason to feel grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's like giving a child um, an ice cream, mm-hmm. and the child can't deal with one ice cream cup, and then the child is asking for a second one. No, you'd be grateful and manage what you have, and if you that then I'll give you another scoop, you know. So um, that, that that's how it works. But you know, it's it's such a the book wrote me. Um, there's wow. so much. There's so much wisdom in this book. Yeah, I'm just loving. You know, everything that you're saying there. Totally um, agree, and it's like you know, music to my ears, as um, somebody um, used to say. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, it's just. It's so, so true that we really don't have anything to complain about because, and I, and I think, you know, this is the thing, it's so hard for people to say, you know, people look at what is and say, but look, you know, and, and they're pointing and like you say, somebody else can come along and say, but yeah, but if you look at it from this perspective, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, and I think sometimes people, that's the thing, it's so hard when when you say to someone you know you attracted this 
um, because of your beliefs and, and what have you. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say? How can you, you know, say, say we look at a scenario of, yeah, say the woman looking for the ideal man and she's mm-hmm. saying, you know, but, you know, he's the one that I, I really feel drawn to him and, and something in my spirit is saying he's the right person, but why won't he just do this or do that? Exactly. And he's not being assigned. He's not being assigned to do that. Or if he does want to do that, he wants to do that in his it's time, and not because yeah. he wants to do the rest. You know, he wants to do it when he's ready. He's ready. You know, because I think every everybody has the right to be themselves. Mm. Yeah. Everyone has the right to be themselves, and so that's why I say always be grateful for what that person is 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 blessing you with. You know, when you complain to somebody, in, a, in essence, what you're saying is you want, you're coercing that person to please you and for them not to please themselves. So, <laughs> you know, so it's better you find somebody or you attract somebody who is on the same page as you. And that doesn't come. So if you feel whole within yourself, then you're going to find somebody who also feels whole within themselves. You know, today I, I wrote um, an article on uh, on because uh, I love analogies. I suppose that's the teacher in me, and um, I compared ours, us as you know when you have a jigsaw puzzle, and you know you've got the different pieces in the jigsaw puzzle, and when you look at each piece, you know there's the indentations and then there's the projections, but the the piece itself looks broken. In, in, in all the old, you know, in the right and the wrong places, if you want to put it that mm, way. Yes. And, you know, it's an incomplete piece, but yet it's a whole piece at the same time. So when you attract somebody, you're actually attracting somebody who's going to plug into that broken part mm. of the self, in a sense, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that person helps to make you... Uh, uh, more, and I, I'm going to use the word complete, but I'm using it in a different way, if you can see the difference, because a lot of people say, oh, um, you know, I'm a whole piece. Yes, you are a whole piece, but wholeness means having the ability to embrace your vulnerabilities, to embrace your weaknesses, and also acknowledging your strengths, but acknowledging your weaknesses so when we think about a jigsaw piece you might think oh it's a little bit weak here because it's got an indentation but yet when someone plugs into that with their strength Mm -hmm. it allows you to be more in your strength and it allows them to operate in their strength you know when you think of a, a cup a cup is not just a cup because of the construct of the materials that it is it's also a cup because it's defined by what is not a cup. Right, yes. Yeah, so when you think about yourself, you are who you are, not just because of your strengths, you're also defined by your weaknesses, Mm. like what you're you're not good at. Mm. So even when you think about it in in a work context, even in a, a team context, you know, I'm good at writing, but I'm not that great at tech. But yet, if I expect somebody, a business partner who's good in tech skills, it expands me. Yes. It allows me to be more in my strength of writing. Whereas that person who's also in their function, I've given them the opportunity to 
to do their passion, which is I love tech. Mm. So you see that people that are happy um, being together because they kind of complete. I think sometimes when a person looks, you know, a lot of the time people can use the expression, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a whole person. But it's like, well, what does that actually mean? Because sometimes when you say that you're a whole person, it can actually make you feel as if you're self-sufficient. I don't need anybody. Almost like an arrogant, almost like there's an arrogant, I don't need anyone. But the fact is, is that we are all interdependent. Mm -hmm. None of us are separate from one another. We're meant to be connected. You see, that's where there's this lie that, you know, we're separate. That is what this lie is. We are not separate. We are all connected and we're meant to be connected and we're meant to work with one another. We're meant to love one another. You know, and loving one another means loving yourself for your strengths and your weaknesses and accepting yourself. And when you can accept yourself in that way, you're basically given permission for someone else to do that with themselves as well. You see, you're defined by your strengths and your weaknesses. Wow, that is powerful. Um, and you're so right. You know, it's that thing of, um, well, you know, when you hear people say things like, like attract like. But then again, what about opposites attract? So it's that yeah. thing of, you know, you you sometimes, you know, the universe or God sometimes sends you what you, you need in, in your life at that time. Yeah. Um, but you're looking for something that maybe yeah. is not, you know, you're not ready for. And you need yeah. to kind of um, be, like you say, grateful and move, move to that level. Because a lot of times when we want something, we're not there yet we're not the kind of person that could handle the things that we say we want or the or even the kind of person that we say we want Mm -hmm. exactly and so you know it it makes sense that we are going to get what we need to become that kind of person yeah could attract attract what we want because yeah yeah the, the the desire comes but you may not be you know you may not be that yet you may not be that kind of person and if you Mm. get what you want um you know in the wrong if you're in the wrong you know frequency it could Mm -hmm. backfire against you and um you know could go on you'll feel it you'll feel that you're you're not appropriately positioned again if i use the analogy of the jigsaw piece Mm -hmm. and you have a jigsaw piece and you position it on the board and it's not the right fit yeah feel comfortable it's it's almost like you're forcing yourself on the board but when you're appropriately positioned everything around you fits effortlessly it's like life just unfolds effortlessly you click with that person it's almost like going into a lock essentially that's what a jigsaw piece is when it fits with another piece that's when you know that you've found your function like you know i like to say to people that it's not so much that you find your purpose, you find your function. Mm. When we look at our hands and we've got five fingers and each finger has a function, but collectively they have a purpose, you see. Yes. And this is why that we're all interdependent, you know, we're, we're, we're meant to, to uh, fit with one another. You see, we're not supposed to be isolated and separated from each other. It's actually, it's actually a good thing. Um, but it's also useful at the same time, not negating what I've said, but it's just 
important to know the meaning that you're attaching to things. So when a person usually says, oh, you know, two whole people have to come together, what they're really saying is, is that you have to own who you are. Mm. I also like to use the analogy of a cup, you know, like, you know, you have to fill your cup up with who you are. You know, find out what makes you happy, what makes you sing, what are your talents, what are your skills, so that when your cup is full, you can now pour into someone else's cup because there's something in there to pour into someone else's um, uh, container, as it were. And then, you know, and then you have that, that, full, that fullness, that wholeness. But even in that context, that is still accepting your vulnerabilities and um, your weaknesses and your strengths and just accepting yourself for who you are. Um, there's, there's nothing worse, for example, being in the right, uh, being in the wrong position on the board or being in your wrong function at work where you don't fit. You're going to feel un- the same way in a relationship or the same in a workplace. So you have to find out um, who you really are. And for me, my experience has to get has been to get in contact with my creator. So I meditate in the mornings. Um, I ask God for direction, you know. Um, and when you do that, you find your life just flows so much more effortlessly. Um, it's, it's 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 actually a really eye-opening and beautiful experience when you do that. Yeah, you know, going with the flow rather than going. You know, going against the, the, the tide is always going to be hard work. And that's always a sign as well that yes. we may not be in the right situation. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing you, you mentioned earlier on about questions. And I love what you said, you know, what are you not seeing? And can you can you give some, can you share some some of your powerful questions for people, um, say in the morning? You know, you, you know, some days you wake up and for whatever reason, you just feel this, you know, this heaviness or whatever. And what can you say that people can, you know, because I feel that the way you start your day or the way you even, the way you start your relationship, they always say as well that the way you end a previous relationship is going to have a, a massive impact on how you start. And yes. what can people say to themselves? What sort of, um, what would you say is, is kind of like a, a, a set of questions that can really help people to, to kind of be in that conscious state? rather than yeah. lapsing into the past and bringing that baggage with them. Yeah. I think when you understand that all things work together for good for those that... Um, and so when you realise that, it means that every person that enters your life or everybody, every person that you attract in your life, you're looking at that person and you're thinking to yourself, what is it that you're bringing to me that... That I recognise that I can be in gratitude for. Mm-hmm. What what is it? Even if you have a bad relationship, quote unquote bad, you're asking yourself, what is the lesson that I need to learn here? What what, what is this teaching me? What what is this relationship bringing to me? You see, so it always comes back again to your perspective. You see. So if you have that perspective that all things work together for your good, that will be the next question that you ask. Mm-hmm. But what is it that it's earn? You see, and I like to think that if you do that before you go to bed, 
Mm. You know, mind work on that so that when you wake up in the morning, that's when you'll find in the quiet of your mind the answers will come. God does actually answer your questions, but you have to be in a state of expectation to receive it. Just like if you send out a, a, a letter, an email, you expect a response back from that person. That's how you have to have um, your mindset, that, that sort of mentality, you see. Yes, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned about, you know, even in a bad relationship, and, and I know also you're saying, obviously still bringing up, you know, there is no such thing as bad, but I always feel that we receive lessons or blessings. blessings. And yes. so the lessons is what we might perceive as, oh my God, this was bad, this hurt me, this was not uh-huh. good. But, uh-huh. they, you know, so it's, there is no, nothing is wasted. In, in fact, I, I feel that the universe is like an accounting system. Everything has value and it's for us to, uh-huh. you know, to kind of look, you know, if we didn't receive a so-called blessing in our eyes, <clears throat> what was the lesson? Because there would definitely be something there exactly and yeah. I also love what you said as well and it's so true i find you know if i'm busy and then i find myself falling a fall asleep because um you know i thought i'm gonna just rest for a couple of seconds mm. and i fall asleep it's very different than when i'm preloading so in you know in in preparing for bed and you've got mm. your mind set on maybe some questions or listening to something and then mm-hmm. it's like preloading the channel that you want to wake up to in the, in the next next day. I love yes. all that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's important to do that because you don't want to carry that old vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> relationship carrying that energy that perspective into a new relationship and you know guess what you're going to attract the same kind of response from that person um because you haven't changed your perspective so it's really important that you clear that up before you go into a a new relationship you know um again you know i love my analogies it's like if, if if i go out and I wear um, a blue dress. People that are attracted to the blue dress are the ones that's going to approach me. If I if I wear because we you know we wear a lot of masks. If I go out wearing um, say masculine energy, what sort of men are going to be attracted to me? If feminine men, right? You see, so. If you want to attract true love, then you have to be true with yourself. You have to, you have to strip off the marks, yeah, to strip off everything and get down to your authentic self. And when you go out there, you will then attract in somebody who is complementary to your authentic self. So my my thing would be to say to people, don't be afraid to be yourself. It's, it, it's the best place when you find out who you are and you operate in that. Yeah, that I think that's one of the hardest things that, you know, because like you say, you know, much of what people are portraying is early programming or, you know, somebody else's idea of who they are. Um, they continue in that vein. They just do it automatically. But no one actually, I'm very good as a person stop to think, oh, 
I've actually just brought into someone's perspective because they're just going around aimlessly. They don't, they don't stop to really think and critically think, um, you know, a lot of the time why why this is happening or, or take the time to understand why they're attracting certain things. I mean, the women that come to me, it's only when they start to see a pattern like, why do I keep attracting married men? Why do I keep on attracting And it's happened over and over and over again because they're walking with the same perspective. You know, it's always, oh, it's the other person's fault. Mm. That perspective, you realise that you've been a victim but now when you have perspective, you know that now you can be a victor because you take responsibility for how you look at things, you see. And you take responsibility for what you attract as opposed to being a victim. And it's something that's happening outside of you. No, it's happening. what's happening inside of you. Yeah, you know, I um, love that from going from victim to victor. And you mentioned, you know, women attracting certain men. And I kind of, um, myself, the work that I do, have women talking about certain things. And it's so true. They're so, you know, people will have the same experience over and over and over again. And Uh not, you know, like you say, somebody who may be attracting married men may uh-huh. not and, and and i think as well what happens as well they what is really bad that can you know can be bad as well is that people can take that because that's their perspective because that's what they're attracting they can put that out uh-huh. there to other people uh-huh. and make it seem uh-huh. like, this is all there is all these married men are, you know yeah. Yeah. and or you know you have girlfriends sharing with other girlfriends oh i told you that person was like that yeah yeah. Uh, you your perspective, you know, and then the other person buys into it, and it's like, yeah, you buy it. What's you gonna, you know, beliefs want to be actualized? It's a self fulfilling prophecy. Self. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. It's so so true, and um, it's so important to um, have a like you say, look at the patterns, and like you say, people tend to come and seek help when it gets to the point where they just can't take it anymore. And mm, this is where yeah. you and, and what do you find do you they, find they that it, it's different they don't quite know what it is you know and i think a lot of people are like that they they, they know there's something but what what is it what 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 is that thing you know like in the it's like when neo um is approached by um uh, what's his name morpheus yeah. And Neo is going through the computers and there's something he's searching for. He doesn't quite know what he's actually looking for, but he just knows there's something. And sometimes that, that's what it is. It's just that question in your mind that will then drive you to the next question because it is it, what determines the quality of your questions, determines the answers that you get back. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that. You know, if it's like, why does this always keep happening to me? You know that it's going to keep happening to you. But if yeah. it's like, what can I do? Or, you know, like yeah. you said earlier on, what am I not seeing that yeah. is causing yeah. me yeah. to keep, yeah. you know, what am I missing about my actions? Or even before that, my belief, because, you know, the, the beliefs and the thoughts and that all comes beforehand. What, 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 what am I believing about myself that yeah. is allowing this to, you know, that is causing this to keep happening. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, 
it's quite quite fascinating when you you kind of realize how, how this all works you know absolutely uh, and i you know love you, you know what your what how you because so many people when we talk when they talk about relationship and you said earlier on you know what what is it it's different about you and that is the difference you know there isn't this um bad or good or what have you because this is the thing you 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 can hear gurus talking about well this is a bad type and you know this is what's Mm. and people get you know you get these labels but what you're saying is you know and yeah what what i want what i'm trying to say is you know you can have one person who knows or or three people who know the same person and one of Mm -hmm. them will say this person is oh you know don't deal with them they're terrible don't like them other person oh my god this person is so amazing you know they're so such a nice person you know never heard them say a wrong word about anybody and then Uh you've got a more neutral person oh you know well you know yeah they're they're a nice person and but it's like it's all to do with each of those three people it's like there's that saying what you think of me is none of my business because it's all got to do with how yeah how they feel um, see, you know, and how they see things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, you you attract who you are, not mm. what you want. And you, and that can be in the same person, you know, as in this person. Yeah, is very uh-huh. different. With and, and we talk about um, sometimes, you know, bringing out the the best, you know, in uh-huh. people based on how you show up as a person. And and yeah. would you say that's you know for people going out dating? Would you say that mm-hmm. has a big impact as well? How they feel, you know, what they put, what what energy they're bringing, what you know, their their frequency will have an impact on what they're able to draw out of an individual. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Um, that's what I'm saying. You you never attract more than how you actually feel about yourself. So, like you rightly earlier said, like attracts like. Um, what that actually means is not necessarily opposites do opposites attract mm-hmm. but it's the same frequency so if a woman for example is in you know i speak often about the law of sexual polarity it's in her feminine energy she will attract um a, a highly masculine man mm-hmm. you see um and if she's wearing that coat of masculinity she's going to attract and a feminine man so it, that's what I'm saying it's all, it's all you it's all you yeah yeah if you've got low self-worth you're going to attract a man who represents or mirrors mm-hmm. your self-worth because you're, you're responsible for allowing what you let in you see mm-hmm. if you've got a high if you've got a high high self-esteem you know a guy who uh, treats a woman in a low quality well way will be repelled by you or he might look at you and think gosh i've got to raise really raise my game <laughs> to attract you see she's high maintenance or, or, yeah. yeah or you know i can't get away with nonsense with this one you can mm-hmm. tell the person the energy is something that you feel the vibration of the person because it's based on how the person feels about themselves they don't even have to say a word mm-hmm. you know uh, you can feel vibrations. I'm sure you've been in the room and you can cut the air with a knife oh, with yeah. two arguing. Mm-hmm. It's 
something that can be felt. Your feelings are is 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 tangible. It's invisible, but it's tangible. You can feel it in the air, in the atmosphere, because it's energy in motion. Absolutely, and and that's the thing. It's it's about um, not being not being concerned about um, who is who's coming towards you. If, if someone is, is you know a certain type of person, and this is uh-huh. why we shouldn't buy into the visual only, because then, yeah. you know that person you might like the look of them, but one of the uh-huh. reasons why it, it may not be good for you to attract them because you're you're on a totally different frequency. So it's about understanding that your match is always going to come to you effortlessly and yeah. they may not come in the visual package that you yeah. you know uh, mm-hmm. particularly for women um yeah I, I feel you know um and this is the thing with the modern woman i think the modern woman is looking very much at the external packaging or she's got this preconceived he looks like this he's got you know he might yeah. have these big muscles and look ripped in his <laughs> or what have you and not realize that you know, um, not all. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I and it's ridiculous because that's why in 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 the intention part of my formula, I really drill down to women. Well, tell me how you want to feel because yes. ultimately, they they might want a guy with you know the big chest and the bikes and tight arms because they feel that they want to be protected. Mm-hmm. So that I want that I want to feel protected. How that's going to show up? The how is not up to you. That's the, the how is up to to God in His universe yeah. to provide that for you. And, and and there's nothing wrong if someone has that look. But what I'm hearing you say is look for the deeper inner. You know that is what yeah. comes first. Yeah. But ultimately, think about it. If you're in a long-term meaningful relationship, isn't it more important to you how you feel in that relationship? Oh yes. Absolutely. Yeah, the physical aspect could disappear. That person could, you know, God forbid, have an accident or, you you know, their their body, you know, loses their elasticity over time. But that person still makes you feel a certain way because of the essence of that person. Mm, Yes. So that's what's important, how you want to feel in a relationship. And then, you know, let God um, deal with the rest for you. Because uh-huh. then if you feel good, if, you know, when you both lock into each other, plug into each other, you feel good. Yes, you will um, see that person as, you know, whatever. They will, you know, their, their gorgeousness, their beauty comes through yeah. because you feel yeah. so good. And I, exactly. yeah, there's that quote, isn't it? Um, it's it's the way somebody makes you feel. I think it was the wonderful Angela, Angela uh, oh God, what's her name? The, the, the poet, Angela... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's how you feel, and particularly for women, I think, because when, as a woman, when you're distressed, you, you can't mm. even think straight. You know, you're just so that you know it affects every area of your life. And um, when you're happy, when you're happy inside, and when you feel good around that person that's with you, um, mm-hmm. that just adds to everything as well. Yes. 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 Absolutely. And, and, and what these women do when they're looking for, you know, they're looking at the physique, again, <laughs> they their own understanding of what they think is good for them through their perspective. Yeah. But their perspective is limited. So that's why I say, look, God knows everything. 
He sees everything. He has complete vision of everything. So don't lean on your own perspective. Lean on God's understanding because he has complete vision. So just, just, he knows how you feel. (laughs) He knows how you feel. And, and, and And ask the question, you know. And, and it's always about trust, isn't it? It's trusting that, you know, that, that mm-hmm. God, the universe principle, is always, always yeah. knows best for you. For you. So exactly. it's about letting go of your, like you say, of what you, your little corner of vision that is so small in comparison to yeah. what is out there for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. You know, and I just yeah. want to mention that you are an award-winning um, author. That your first book, she's got the vibe. Huh. You were, yeah, and yes. um, you know, obviously with perspective. I can't wait to read it. My goodness, and you, you've really sort of. I love that you've shared all the, you know, the the, the principles in the book with us, mm-hmm. all the different scenarios oh, and analogies. Oh, so much more. <laughs> That's just the tip of the iceberg. What I've shared. Yeah, I'm going um, to ask you to say say some more in a bit, but I want you to, anyone just listening, um, you know, just just tuned in or what have you, can you mm-hmm. share your details? How can people find you? And um, I'm speaking That's to the lovely Valerie Campbell, author, um, coach, enhanced relationship coach, and she's been dropping gem after gem after gem. <laughs> um, well, my website is www.valerie.com a campbell.com and uh, my first book she's got that five that's available for purchase on on my website and um there's a second book uh, which i co-authored with 15 different authors called the blind spot that's available on amazon that really um talks about my childhood and you know all of our stories, you know, when we look back and we connect the dots, we can see how it's led us to, to where we are and how it leads our calling. And, um, of course, the third book, um, Perspective, that's due out um, in September, but it's available for pre-order um, right now, and that's at www.valerieacampbell.com forward slash pre-order-book. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, and we're, you're coming back in September to um, kind of talk further with, obviously, the, bar, the book being um, out at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so, read the book, yes. So, Valerie, I, what I want to ask you, is there anything you want to share with the listening audience connected to the book and, you know, certainly, you know, the wonderful insights um, that you have is there any, yeah, I want to kind of leave that for you to share with any with, with the, the listening audience. Um, well, I have a group coaching program. If uh, they feel that anything resonated with them today or they just want to contact me, um, again, ValerieACampbell.com forward slash contact. Um, they can just drop a message there and I'll get back to them. If they drop their details in that box. Um, so... If they've just joined, they know that I'm a coach. I'm also um, a radio show host. I do show every week, um, and that's on Bishani Radio. So if they put into uh, Google Bishani, that's B-S-H-A-N-I, and then The Secret Vibe, that's the name of the show. 
um, that will come up. So uh, I think tomorrow's show I called it um, Find Your Function. Oh. Find, find Your Function. No, that was last week's show. This show is called, um, it's to do with Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh. Yeah, that, uh, that affair that we had with August, I've seen. So I've spoken about that, my, my view of that. Um, you know, it's funny you say that because as we were talking, I w- was sort of thinking about them, and I just want to ask your, mm-hmm. you know, your what's your thoughts on on the whole thing? Because people are saying that Jada has, you know, kind of um, taken advantage of this young man, and um, some people are saying this man is kind of, you know, effeminate and needy and blah blah blah. What, what's what's your thoughts on the whole situation? Well, my my thoughts are. See, I'm a, he- I'm a healer, and I'm all about promoting healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I mean, I was asked to do, uh, somebody asked me to do a show on it a couple of days ago, and I, I refused, basically, because at that time, even though I'd seen the headlines, I wasn't prepared to comment on something that I didn't know about, like to be informed on something. And then my spirit said to me, well, you know, your, your gift is to heal and to teach, um, so use that as an opportunity to teach into that space and to, to give the gift of healing. So I looked at a couple of videos and I saw the discussion that she had with her husband um, at the Red Talk table. And what what came to me is I saw brokenness. Um, you know, when you think about it, if, if somebody comes to you who is the same age as your son, uh, they're, they're, they're broken, they're, they're needy, they're, they're in need of uh, counselling, mentorship, and then you yourself, as the mentor, then choose to seek solace um, by sleeping with your mentee, then straight away that tells me that, um, you know, you're broken. Mm. Um, and so how I saw it is that therefore that person then needs healing and that rather than attack, um, that we should then show compassion. Because we're always quick to, to attack and, and to judge. And so therefore um, we need to exercise um, compassion. When I thought about um, August Alcina, I thought it was very brave of him to come out with his story again you know again if you think about um if you fall down and you hurt yourself and there's debris in the wound you have to take out the debris before you can actually clean it and allow it to heal mm-hmm. and i thought that was very brave of him to to bring what was in the dark and to have it come screaming out into the light knowing that there would be repercussions that you know that there would be a hurt all round, but I thought that that was absolutely necessary for healing and that it was a good example for others out there um, who are in a similar position or have similar stories um, to, to bring what's in the dark out into the light so that they can be healed. So, um, you know, this, this happened some time ago, um, but yeah, I just thought, you know what, we've all got a brokenness, we're all that, that, uh, that jigsaw piece that I mentioned to you earlier, we've all, we've all got that element in us, some kind of broken aspect of ourselves. And, you know, 
um, the Bible says, he who is without sin to cast the first stone. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, How many people can cast that stone, indeed? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I just think, yes, um, healing is required and uh, we have to exercise um, caution. And at the same time, there's also the lesson of, um, there, there seems to be a lot of celebrity worship Um you know, I, I don't really get caught up in celebrity drama because I just think, you know, like, you know, I believe in I believe in God, and I really don't get caught up in you know that fan status and all that kind of stuff. And what they have to realise is that celebrities are people as well; they're not gods. Um, you know, and the Bible talks about false prophets. You know these. People, if you're following them, those same people that are broken are going to lead the broken in their thousands. They're going to lead them astray. Um, so people need to turn back to God. That's how I see it. You need to turn back to God and know who God is um, and, and stop this, this celebrity worship um, society um, that, that we live in. It also um, brought to my attention that um, there's a lot of sexual um, confusion. Um, and when you think about the, the, the sexual confusion, again, talking about masculine and feminine energy, um, I saw a woman when she was at that table, I saw a woman who was very much in her masculine energy. And I think this is the root of a lot of our problems because especially in, in the black community because one of the reasons why I do what I do is because I want to see um, children in healthy homes. I wasn't in a healthy home. I want children to be in a healthy home. If there's sexual confusion, then you're not going to have a strong black male and you're not going to have a strong black female. And when they do come together, what you want is for them to then provide a loving and healthy community for those children who are the fruit, you know, that are the next generation to be born, to be developed in. And if you don't have healthy relationships, healthy relationships is what creates healthy communities. And healthy communities is what then creates a healthy economy, which the black, Mm. you know, as a black person, a black woman, that, that is what, it's failing in our community, you see. And so the cycle goes straight back again to sexual confusion. And we know where that's come from. You know, we've got our days of slavery passed from generation to generation. We know about busting that happened back in the day. And, you know, the the, 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 the black man taken out of the home and the woman having to be in her masculine energy to do everything. And, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a mess. And that's why I say it's all about healing. It's about healing. And, you know, there's that, that mentality still of the crab trying to pull down the other crab in the barrel um, as opposed to connecting with each other to look. Um, and, you know, I not recognize you're broken. Um, you need healing. And it's through your healing that I can also receive healing as well. So that 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 is my take on the uh, on on that situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, I love you know what you have had to say there. You know, it's not a it's not into buying into the the, the 
kind of story, the the fiddly bits. You're looking at the the big picture of you know two broken yes. people attracting yes. each other, and yes. um, you know obviously you know Jade is very popular, and you know so many people are following, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's important to know, as you say, that. Um, so that celebrities don't necessarily have the answers; they have their own problems that they're they're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, even the way that that interview ended, she said, "Bad marriage for life." Yes, I mean, what that was so um, sad, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I she said it probably in jest, but that's what I'm saying—an example of brokenness. That that that's what yeah. out of for <laughs> life. Um, yeah. You know that actually has an impact. Um, there is. Uh, I was listening to some statistics the other day, where they say it's actually more detrimental to a child to be uh, to be to grow up within a bad marriage than it is to be raised by a single parent. Mm, yeah. They're not. They're, they're not subjects. So children become the fruits of what they see, what goes through that glass of their mind. Um, so bad marriage for life. I mean, like, what what was that? You know, sometimes we have to be careful about you know what what comes out of our mouths, especially when you're at that level and a lot of people are looking at you. Um, but there's a lot to be learned. Yeah, very much. And um, you know that is a you know that is something that's a story that's going to run and run and run. But you know, as you say, there so much is being revealed and and. I think that that's the thing when you when you're out there like that and you put your because I you know when you put your story out um, mm. there are going to be things there's going to be holes that people see and um, I think you know they probably have to go away and rethink you know their situation as well and um, hopefully August will you know find some sort of peace and, and get some help with his situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you've given us so much as always. In fact, I've just got a text here from someone saying, "Who is she? <laughs> Who is your guest?" And um, you know, she is an award-winning um, author. She's a um, enhanced relationship coach, and um, you know, as you can hear, she's full of wisdom. And um, how, how can people get in contact with you again, Valerie? Um, <laughs> it was going all so well and um, but as I was saying to you someone was like you know who is this lady you know um, so yeah can you share um, again you know your work and um, explain because they hadn't they didn't hear the first portion of the um, the show but what they've heard they love and they want to know more oh right I'm, um, I'm an enhanced relationship coach uh, to the delightful being that um, just complimented uh, my words, <laughs> it's God's word, and um, I, I, um, I basically help women to love themselves. That that's my core audience. It's all about self love, and uh, you know the Bible says, "Love your neighbor as you love yourself." So it, it, it first because <laughs> you can't you can't give what you don't have. I can't give you an orange if I don't have it. So it's um, it, it is very much about prioritizing that. And um, you love yourself because you know who you are, uh, because your identity is from God. And he, he tells you that um, you're wonderfully made, that you're a masterpiece. 
um, that you're very good. And when God reveals himself, he reveals who you are. Um, so uh, all wisdom, it comes from God, you know. It, it really does. And uh, yes, I was just explaining or breaking down my book perspective, which I say the book wrote me as opposed to the other way around. And um, just sharing some wisdom tips from the book, <laughs> which we've gone into a bit of detail, haven't we, Imani? <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, we have um, so much. And um, I know that, you know, once you're able to, uh, once the book has been launched, um, there'll be so much more um, mm. to gain, you know, from um, reading the book. But certainly, Valerie has given us so much insight. You could literally go away and start correcting certain, you know, your one's vision, you know, the, the vision of how you want your life to be in, in, in different areas. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I love that you, you mentioned that the, you know, God or the universe is, you know, holds all the wisdom and it's for us to tap into that and download into our spirit and then share yes. that out into the world. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Just make the first step mm. and uh, it will be well to you as you go along. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to share um, with, with our listening audience? Um, I think that I think that's it, really. I know, um, I know we've pushed, we've drawn out so much. <laughs> we've spoken for quite a while now, and um, yeah, just change, change your change your perspective. I would just say, um, and uh, just go out there and be the difference. Don't don't be afraid to be who you are. Know that your voice matters, mm. and make a difference with your voice. Wow. Yeah. powerful powerful information and thank you so much Valerie looking forward to having you back at the end of the month and also in September as well Um, and that time the book perspective will be out there Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah fantastic thank you so much and greetings to your beautiful family and keep doing what you're doing because it's um, really awesome and really really necessary Thank you, Imani. It's been a pleasure, as always. As always. Thank you so much, Valerie. Have a wonderful, wonderful um, evening, what's left of it. And thank you for taking time out of your, I know your very busy schedule to be with us. No, it's it's necessary. It's my calling. So um, I'm always grateful for any opportunity to share.